You're listening to the Third Down Squad Podcast, the best international news podcast for the National Football League. We're your hosts, Derek, Josh, and Toby. Let's get you ready for a new set of downs on Sunday. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Third Down Squad Podcast. I am Josh, and to my left is Derek, and to my right is Toby. I'm not used to doing it like this, but I got a new mic, so I hope you guys enjoy today's content of Week 17. All right. right. Toby, what are we what are we starting with here? All right. Yeah. yeah. Like always this week, uh, again, the recap of week 16. And yeah, Derek, why don't you start yourself for a change? All right. Um, Yeah, I think the biggest games that we had an issue with were obviously we all picked the Chargers to beat the Ravens. That pick obviously backfired a lot on us. Uh, the first time I picked the Browns, they actually won. So thank goodness for that. And just a quick side note, I know I've already said to Toby already in, uh, before the podcast started, uh, the Browns have sold out their season tickets for the first time in 17 years. They've sold out the day of releasing all of it. That is crazy. Great job. It definitely shows that the Browns fans are ready for next season. Uh, obviously the Jets beating the Packers, that one was a big one. The Eagles beating the Texans, that one was a big one. We all missed on that one. Uh, the Colts, uh, obviously we'll get to a little bit more in our, uh, film session with that one, but it was, uh, it was a good win for the Colts. You know, we are now in the playoff race, so it's a good thing for that. Uh, we're going to be hoping for the Jags to beat the Texans next week so we can take the division. And then I think the I think the game Josh got this one got the Seahawks beating the Chiefs. Congratulations Josh on that one. Uh and then the Broncos getting stomped by the Raiders I think was another big one. I mean there's so many games that we had this week where we all unanimously said, "Oh, we this team's going to win obviously." And then it just didn't happen. Again, goes to show you every week in the NFL is different. There's not a, it's not NCAA. It's not where everybody can just, you should win, but you don't. It's just simple as that. Uh, Josh, what did you see from last week? Well, I saw in the case of the Browns and the uh, Bengals <clears throat> potential. And that is a very good potential for the Browns. It's probably <laughs> the first time I've ever been so happy to see a team succeed. And just to know that they determined the fate of the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend is just yeah. icing on the cake for some of those Cleveland fans because they've been laughed at and mocked at by how many other players and fans and stuff like that throughout yeah. these years. Yeah. And now that they get the chance to uh, decide whether or not they want to have the Steelers go to the playoffs or not, that's not, that's pretty good. And I think the biggest surprise for me, though, was the Raiders getting that win against the Broncos. I mean, I wanted the Broncos to win in our last pick, as you saw, but they just didn't show up and play on Christmas Eve. I've, I mean, that was ridiculous. It was bad. Yeah, I know. It, was, it was bad, yeah. I know. We got done hooking up my grandma's 65-inch TV she got from my grandpa, and we turned on the game, and there it is. Sure enough, 14 to nothing in the second quarter, and I, I'm like, this can't be happening. This must be like a rerun of a past game. But nope, there's John Gruden standing right there talking to Derek Carr about their next drive. 
I mean, good for the Raiders, but I mean, don't you think you want them to get a little bit closer to that first pick overall? Yeah, you would think that with their season pretty much over, you'd think they'd be, I mean, I guess you don't want them to really tank, but it's like they're going to be, they're going to be in the top 10 anyway, potentially top five when it comes to picks. So it's not like it's too big of an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Leave the tanking. Yeah, I, 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 I think with uh, Josh, you're you're said it. They they want to get the number one pick, especially this year. Yeah. I think with Nick Bosa coming up as the number one draft uh, guy, you'd think that, especially with with losing Khalil Mack, uh, that they want to have uh, the chance to get Nick Bosa. But it's yeah. well, apparently like Gruden to. is allergic. Uh, Gruden's allergic to top end talent because yeah. if he really cared that much about it he wouldn't have gotten rid of amari cooper he wouldn't have gotten rid of khalil mack either and he would have picked up nathan peterman just saying yeah yeah yeah, that's a true point (laughs) but yeah josh you any other games you want to talk about uh no those are well i'll get more to the colts when it comes up and later in the segment but uh other than that i've talked about what i wanted to talk about yeah, I mean, you guys already mentioned a lot of games that I really didn't expect to go that way either. And, I mean, Josh, you already talked about the Raiders, of course. That game was, for me, I I never saw that coming, especially with the way the Broncos played the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It, it really surprised me. And then the Bills against New England. Um, uh, what the hell is going on in New England there right now? Um, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, usually, at least in December, the Patriots are looking better than that. And Way if, than that. If, if they don't get anything going in the playoffs, I mean, yeah, they are back in the playoffs, but we talked about that a, a couple of weeks ago. It's just because they have, uh, I'd say, the weakest competition in their division in the entire NFL. Yeah. So that's, I mean, what there is no way around it for the uh, for the Patriots other than going to the playoffs. But, yeah, another game. Uh, I think you guys going to talk a lot more about this afterwards. But the Colts, they didn't look that good in that game up until the fourth quarter when they came back. Because yeah. I think at one point they were behind 17 nothing against the Giants. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, uh, we'll get to that one. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's just jump right into it. And, yeah, you can talk about it a little bit more, but that game surprised me a lot, especially the first three quarters. Like I said, the Giants were just looking like the better team than the Colts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was kind of a weird uh, emotional game for us. I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of the Colts players have been saying we don't really follow, you know, the playoff uh, predictions or the playoff picture, as we would say. But I'm sure they knew, and I'm sure there were a lot of nerves coming into this game. I mean, let's let's not uh, trick ourselves here. Before that game, the last six games, the Giants had won four out of their last six. They have been one of the better offenses in the league. Minus, I know they did not have OBJ. I know that. But the problem was, was that the Colts uh, did not get a lot of pressure on Eli in the beginning of that game. And that's something that the Colts have actually been pretty good at this year of getting pressure on the quarterback. But I will just say this, Toby, there was, there were quite a few key injuries that we had during that game. Uh, I I know that we're going to say, you know, the giants didn't have OBJ, 
but the Colts did not have Clayton Gathers, their uh, strong safety. They did not have Anthony Walker, their Mike linebacker in the middle. Uh, they did not, and apparently, obviously, Ryan Kelly uh, got injured again early, early in the game, and Eric Ebron got hurt, and he has a concussion, and he may or may not play on Sunday. Uh, we think we will, he will, but we don't know. I mean, that's a lot of guys that got taken out, but T.Y. Hilton and Chester Rogers uh, stepped up for the offense. Andrew Luck made a couple of key mistakes early. You could tell there was a lot of, like, just miscommunication. There was a lot of stupid plays being ran. And, you know, the Colts had to adjust when they got into halftime. And, I mean, it looked like a tale of two halves. It looked where the Colts didn't know what they were doing in the first half, even though they were stopping Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley had a grand total of 70 yards in that game, which is his lowest count in, I think, about – six or seven weeks up to that point. So he's, we actually stopped him very well. It's just that the coverage was, you know, not something to be desired in that first half, obviously, but the Colts again had that bend, but don't break mentality. They figured it out in the second half. Uh, Our defensive coordinator and the defense made some adjustments to help keep the team, uh, the throws in front of them rather than going downfield. And obviously Andrew Luck was in a much better pace, was making better throws and T Y Hilton obviously had himself a game. So, I mean, yeah, it was one of those games that where you're just like, you're just happy to take the win. And I mean, if there's anything to take away from this, I mean, I guess it's just to say, you know, every team struggles in the NFL with a bad team at times. I mean, it it could leave some cause for concern, but again, I just go back to the fact that we had, we didn't have our center. We didn't have our tight end for part of that game. And we were missing one of our best linebackers and, and one of our coverage guys and Quincy Wilson and Kenny Moore both got injured in the secondary in the middle of that game as well. So that really didn't help much. You know, it was one of those games where, Injuries were plaguing us during the game, but they were able to pull it out. And that's pretty much it. This team has fight in them, and this team is going to compete every single night. And I think that this team can make a presence in the playoffs. And I hope that we can beat the Titans, and I'm pretty confident that they will because, like I said the last time we played the Titans – Andrew Luck has never lost to the Titans in his entire career as a starter. And I don't think he's going to today uh, on Sunday. He will be 11 and 0 against the Titans, especially if the Titans don't have Marcus Mariota and they lost one of their defensive linemen to IR. So the uh, combination for the Colts right now is looking pretty good. As long as we have Andrew Luck and that offensive line protecting him and Darius Leonard is in the middle this team has a good chance to win. Yeah. I think from what I noticed is that I want the uh, Colts defense to go into the dictionary and go to the C-section and then find the word consistency. We are lacking (laughs) consistency, and that needs to stop because what, like with the Cowboy game, we were hot. We blanked them. But then when the Giants come into town, you know, we're chasing them for about three quarters, and then we get a uh, 
last second uh, touchdown within like 59 seconds left in the game. I mean, I, I know that the defense held Saquon to 70 yards, but I kind of wanted them to just keep doing what they were doing against the Cowboys. That's why I think that they just I, – I like the, like where we're heading and stuff like that for the future, but I think for the future they need to plaster above the entrance into the field the word consistency in big, bold letters so that way yeah. they know that they have to maintain a uh, constant edge just to stay the same and not you know look strong one day and then come into the other game weak. I mean, I'm getting tired mm-hmm. of that. But that's pretty much my only gripe. I mean, Andrew Luck played phenomenal. He is the comeback kid. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, although we lost Ebron to a concussion, I still think that Chester Rogers proved himself that he is a capable wide receiver. Yeah, Yeah. I've been saying that for a long time. I've seen so many people on the Colts say, you need to get rid of Chester Rogers. Now, if you could trade tre- Chester Rogers in the offseason for a better receiver, I can understand, but it's like he he has stepped up in the moments where the Colts have really needed him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, and uh, I know that going into this Titans game this week, this Sunday, I should say, tomorrow, I just know that uh, we're still going to win. I mean, it's we've played them and even worse injuries, you know, I mean, we always go into that game. It doesn't matter which season, but we're always going in on a crutch and we still end up winning. Yeah. I, yeah. I know last season was different, but that's because we didn't have luck. But now that luck's back, I think that we're going to be able to beat the Titans because they're not going to feel so good after this. And not to mention, uh, if you replay that last game against the Titans, we didn't Ebron caught no passes in that Titans game. It yeah. shows that we we're able to actually use our receivers to beat the Titans versus using the tight ends. We'll see what game plan Frank Reich puts together, but it goes to show that we don't absolutely need Eric Ebron, but I do believe Eric Ebron will be suited up for that game. Yeah. All yeah. right, Toby, how about the Saints? How'd they look to you? Yeah, um, I'm actually going to jump on one of your thoughts that you've given about the Colts with your consistency. Yeah, And that's the thing. Uh, I'm a little concerned about the Saints because their season was uh, up and down for a couple of weeks now. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not – they were not starting hot the first couple of weeks with the loss against Tampa Bay, a tough game against the Browns in week two when Hugh Jackson was still their head coach, which has to be said there. And, yeah, then they had a couple of weeks where they were hot, and then the last four or five weeks, they kind of slowed down a bit, or a lot, actually, compared to the middle of their season. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster for them, and I hope it goes back up for the playoffs. And I believe it looked a little better against the Steelers uh, last Sunday. And... The big reason that I've talked about last week's podcast as well in my predictions there is that the Saints actually got Ted Ginn Jr. as their number two wide receiver back. Mm-hmm. It's still not the best team at wide receiver by far with uh, not that many options. I mean, it's still only Michael Thomas and Ted Ginn Jr. And then when you split out uh, Elvin Kamara a couple of times, that's your top receivers. 
and all the other guys are, yeah, the undrafted free agents again. And again, Traquan Smith is the one guy that slowed down so much in the last couple of weeks. I mean, in the games that where the Saints put up 40 points, 50 points constantly in the games, starting from the Washington Redskins game when he caught his first touchdown, um, he slowed down so much and is not involved in the game plan for the Saints anymore. And that's, I think, what hurt them the most in the last couple of games. And you saw that again uh, against uh, Pittsburgh. And that's the one Achilles heel that the Saints right now have. That's the depth at wide receiver. Um, but one thing that a lot of people uh, didn't really grasp in uh, the Pittsburgh game was that for a couple of plays or a lot of snaps, the um, uh, offensive line was not at the real starting lineup, which was complete at the beginning of the start again. Then Teron Armstead got hurt again, was out for a couple of snaps, went back in there, but then went out eventually again for the rest of the game. Then Ryan Ramchick as well got hurt, which is all your outside tackles. Then they had two reserve offensive linemen in there, which don't really perform that well. And Jerome Bushrod was not on the roster as well for the game because he was hurt. So they were uh, really not that experienced guys in there. And they had to move their guard and their speed out to tackle and all that stuff. And that's where the pressure for Drew Brees came. And that hurt them a lot. But it looks like, I mean, they, they have two weeks rest now. They are already out uh, with the injury report that the Saints uh, put out yesterday evening for the game, yeah. uh, which said that uh, I believe it was Larry Warford, Ryan Ramchick, and Tyrone Armstead are out for the game, but it's not injury-related. It's just rest for sure, which, yeah, with the bye week coming up for them in the wildcard round in the playoffs, it's two weeks rest to heal up and get a good mm -hmm. offensive line out there for the divisional round, and Drew Brees is not going to start as well. Uh, Sean Payton said right. that as well. It's going to be a start for Teddy Bridgewater, which will be good to see for him to get one start in an actual football game, not only in the preseason, because he's going to become a free agent after the year, after his one-year contract with the Saints. And I believe there are a lot of teams out there that are looking for a quarterback right now, and I hope Teddy Bridgewater can prove himself and get on a team. Uh, yeah. But yeah, on Sunday, uh, there's one play that has to be talked about, of course, which was a really lucky break for the Saints, which was the pass interference call in the end zone against Pittsburgh. I believe it was Joe Hayden against Michael Thomas. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, if you're picky, you can call it. Um, it's, I, I mean... It doesn't have to be called necessarily as a pass interference call, but it is how it is. They called it a pass interference. They got the ball at the one-yard line, scored a touchdown. But, yeah, a couple of Steelers fans are salty about that. I can understand that. I would It would be the same if it was against the Saints. So, but, I mean, the Saints were still the better team. Um, the cornerbacks didn't look that well in that game. Uh but they looked better in the in the games before that. The problem was that they mainly attacked the slot corner with PJ Williams. 
And they mm-hmm. didn't really attack either Marshawn Lattimore or Eli Apple. They only attacked the two guys on the outside when they made a serious mistake on the line or slipped or something. That's when the passes went to uh, the guys outside. They usually just passed to the slot where, of course, they are. the Saints are missing Patrick Robinson, who they got from the Eagles at, uh, before the season. And... That's the thing that the Saints have to look out for in the upcoming games in the playoffs to yeah. uh, defend the slot because that's where they were uh, vulnerable. They have a good rush defense. They have two good corners outside. They have good uh, safeties back. But the middle of the field is kind of where they're struggling in the passing game. And you could see that with Juju, uh, Juju and Antonio Brown when they lined up in the slot uh, last Sunday where they had the big plays and their touchdowns as well. Right. But, right. yeah, that's it about the Saints. And, yeah, now we're coming to the big topic of the podcast for Week 17, of course. We have to talk about the playoff pictures and the playoff scenarios. Uh, what can happen in Week 17? Which teams can still get out of playoffs and which teams still can get in there? And, at first, we're going to start off with the NFC playoff picture because a lot of the stuff or for a lot of teams uh, it's pretty certain that they are already in the playoffs and their position is uh, mostly for sure at least they only two teams that they're that have their position for sure are in the NFC with the Saints and the Dallas Cowboys that's the only two teams in the NFL that have uh, playoff hopes or are in the playoffs that can rest their players this week, all their teams still have to fight for their spot in the playoffs or for a higher ranked spot in the playoffs. And yeah, I'm just going to start off and read you the playoff picture because you guys who are listening on Spotify, of course, you can see it on YouTube. So you have it on the screens for a bit right now. And at number one are the New Orleans Saints. They are safe at the number one position. They have clinched, uh, clinched their home field advantage. And the NFC uh, South at a uh, record of 13 and 2. At number 2 are the LA Rams at 12 and 3. They also clinched their division. They are still in a battle against the Bears at number 3, which are at 11 and 4. At number 4 are the Dallas Cowboys at 9 and 6. They also clinched the NFC East. At number 5 are the Seattle Seahawks at 9 and 6 as well. At number six are the Minnesota Vikings at eight, six, and one. And the only team that is in the hunt and outside the playoffs right now are the Philadelphia Eagles at a record of eight and seven. So, um, yeah, guys, there are a couple of scenarios in there that uh, can still mix up the playoff pictures right there. And, um, yeah, uh, do you guys think, are there going to be any changes in the NFC? Is it going to stay like that? Are the deals getting back in there? And can the Rams, of course, hold the bye week spot at the number two seed? I'm going to put up the graphic again so everybody can see what they are talking about. And yeah, Josh, you want to start us off in the sure. NFC? Yeah, so I think everything is going to be a pretty... I guess pretty much a lock unless it's going to be uh, the Vikings losing out. 
but uh, I'm just going to stick with it being a lock right now because this is probably the most fitting playoff picture I've seen quite a while. Mm-hmm. Where uh, I think that, in all honesty, it could be the Seahawks winning against the Cowboys and uh, the the uh, not the Vikings, the Bears winning against the Vikings. But that's just going off of uh, just defense wise, you know. I I think of the uh, Bears and the Seahawks as the same sort of team, a great defense and a pretty good looking offense. Not like one of the best, but pretty good. But uh, I could see it being in the conference round, the uh, Saints and the Seahawks, and uh, then having the uh, Saints win and going on to the Super Bowl. That's how I see it. I just don't think that the Eagles have enough of a chance to really break into that NFL playoff picture. Unless, like I said before, the Vikings lose and uh, some other magic happens. But, uh, Derek, what do you think? Yeah, obviously, Toby mentioned already that the Saints are lock. uh, And then, obviously, the Bears and the Rams are both going to be competing for that second spot. I do believe those will stay the same. I believe that the Rams will beat the 49ers uh, this week. And I think that they will keep that number two spot. And I do also believe that the Rams will beat or uh, no, the Rams, the bears will beat the Vikings this week. And I do believe that the Eagles will beat the Redskins. Hi, Casey. I'm sorry that you're going to probably be mad at me for picking that. I know you're a Redskins fan. Please don't be mad at me. If you, if you watch this, Uh, I'm sorry, but I do believe Philadelphia will beat the Redskins this week putting them in that number six spot over the uh, Minnesota Vikings. So I think the only thing that I'm really thinking is going to happen is I do believe Minnesota will get knocked out of that wild card spot. And I do believe that the Eagles will find a way to win and get themselves back into the playoffs and hopefully, hopefully try and push for another Super Bowl miracle run. Yeah, Derek, um, I, I got to agree with you there. I, I believe the Vikings, I don't think right now with the way that the Bears play um, that the Vikings really have a chance in that right. game, especially, um, yeah, the Vikings offense didn't look that good as well the last couple of games. So with that kind of defense against you, it's going to be tough even at home in Minnesota. But, right. yeah, I, I'm seeing the – the Vikings losing as well, and as you said, the Eagles right now against Washington, they they should definitely win that game, so the Eagles should be in the playoffs. Um, I'm not sure if the Seahawks can um, uh, win that game against the 49ers, though, because... They're, they're playing the Cardinals. The Rams are playing the 49ers. Oh, yeah, they're playing the Cardinals, right? Uh, sorry. Yeah. But, yeah, the Cardinals looked really good um, as well uh, the last couple of weeks. But yeah, in the Seahawks, uh, wait, they they also had a kind of up and down season. They had a, pr- a couple of good games in there um, yeah. the last couple of weeks, but they they are kind of missing the consistency right now. But if they can get back to what they played the last couple of weeks, I can see them uh, mm-hmm. winning against Arizona. Sorry for mixing it up earlier uh, with the Rams game. But yeah, the Rams should easily win that game as well. Um, so the only thing that I can see is that the Eagles and the Vikings 
are switching their positions. And if you, uh, whoever is listening or watching to this, is wondering, even if the Seahawks are losing to Arizona, uh, the Seahawks right now have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. So even if both teams are at 9-7, and seven, the Seahawks are still uh, staying at their number 5 position. The only way that they could lose their number 5 position is if the Vikings win against the Bears and the Seahawks uh, lose as well. Then the Vikings move up to the number 5 spot and the Seagulls move down to the number 6 spot. That's the only thing that can really happen. And in that scenario, of course, it doesn't matter what the Eagles are doing. As right. the Seahawks, like I said, have the tiebreaker. The Eagles are out of the playoffs in that scenario. But yeah, that's it. Uh, what can happen in the NFC. And now we're looking at the AFC playoff picture. Where um, nothing really is sure for now. There are a lot of moving parts in that playoff picture. Nobody can rest any players uh, in that division. Or in that conference, sorry. Because... Um, Everybody's either fighting for a bye week or a uh, divisional title still there. And of course, at the number one spot in the AFC are for now the Kansas City Chiefs at a record of, at 11 and 4. They have not yet clinched the division as the San Diego, uh, sorry, not the San Diego Chargers, the LA Chargers, of course, are also at 11 and 4, but they are sitting in the number five spot. And at the number two spot are the Patriots, the only team that has yet clinched a division in the AFC at a record at 10-5. and five. At the number three spot are the Houston Texans, also at a record of 10-5. and five. At number four are, for now, the Baltimore Ravens at a record of 9-6. and six. At number five, as I already said, are the LA Chargers at a record of 11 and 4 and at number 6 are the Indianapolis Colts at a record of 9 and 6 in the hunt for the playoffs in the NFC NFC still are two teams with the Tennessee Titans at a record of 9 and 6 and the Pittsburgh Steelers at a record of 8 6 and 1 so yeah same as before Josh what are your thoughts on the AFC playoff picture I think you said it quite well that it's like unstable i'd say because you still have moving parts going on like if the uh, texans win i mean they locked up the afc south division that could mean that they overtake the patriots for second place in the nfl uh playoff picture for the afc but if they lose and the colts win the colts get the division which could make them the uh number i believe four seed at that point Mm-hmm. If I'm correct. And uh, that would make the uh, Texans play the Ravens and the Colts play the Chargers. If I am. Still... Yeah. I mean, a lot of yeah. things have to happen in yeah. order for that to happen. But ultimately if the Texans lose and we win, we're basically going to be in, in the top four in the seedings. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the biggest game of this weekend actually two i should say are the colts and the titans because that's going to decide who gets the last afc wildcard playoff berth and the uh ravens and the browns because as everybody knows the steelers are waiting to see the outcome of that game because if the browns lose the ravens are in and the steelers are out but if the uh, browns win the steelers still get in as a uh potential uh number four seed 
I mean, right now, I'm looking at it. There could be a chance that the Patriots are the third seed. Yeah. Yeah, and, I do think so. That'd be the first time they don't get a bye week in the playoffs in a few years, if I'm not mistaken. I just don't yeah. have the direct number. Yeah. But uh, this one's more exciting than the NFC wildcard picture because you're going to see a lot of change happen in the next 24 hours to 48 hours of the uh, week 14. And heck, what I'm happy about too is uh, the Colts and the Titans is a uh, Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That got flexed to Sunday night football. Yeah. All right, Derek, what are you thinking? Are you thinking like me on this one? I, I am thinking like you. You know, you, you brought it up. The two biggest games this week are obviously the Colts and the Titans because that's basically a playoff game. Whoever wins that game goes in. Whoever loses goes home. And then whoever uh, – and the Browns and the Ravens, that ultimately decides if the Ravens stay in and the Steelers go in. Because here's the thing. I know the Steelers are going to beat the Bengals this Sunday, uh, so they're going to finish with a record of 9-6-1. and one. Uh, It's just a matter of whether or not the Ravens win it, and I do believe that they will. I think it'll be an interesting game. I think it'll be a low-scoring game because of the two defenses that they have, but I think ultimately Baltimore is just a better team right now mm-hmm. uh, just because they have the number one defense. So I do believe that the Ravens are going to hold on to that four spot. I do believe that. And then, um, yeah, so the Chiefs are obviously a lot. They're going to stay at number one. I don't think there's any reason that they shouldn't. Uh, I do believe that the Jets can actually upset the Patriots, and I'm actually going to go with that. I actually do think that the Jets are going to win against New England this week, and I think that the that they're going to knock the Patriots into the third spot where the Texans will beat the Jaguars and then go to that number two spot. And then it'll put New England at number three. And then I think Baltimore will stay at number four. And then I do believe the Colts will beat the Titans, where we will stay at the number six spot. And the Chargers will obviously uh, beat the Raiders this week, I do believe. And then they'll uh, be 11-5, and so they'll keep the five spot. I think pretty much the AFC is set in stone other than... I think the New New England and Texans might be switching spots this week. Yeah. Yeah, um I I think it's pretty set as well. I mean with the games that are coming up this week, there shouldn't be any major upsets. Um the only thing that I could uh, realistically see this week is that the Steelers get into the playoffs instead of the Ravens with the Ravens playing the hot Browns right now. I could see the Browns lose, uh, winning uh, Sorry, against Baltimore and the Steelers uh, right now against uh, Cincinnati should be an easy game for them as well. And that would mean that the Steelers win the AFC North. So um, yeah. uh, that's the one thing that I could see. I'm... I'm not sure about the Jets beating the New England at home. Um, that's uh, a scenario. I mean, they, I, it uh, may, for as bad as New England's looked, and for as yeah getting better Jets, I say that there's a possibility. Yeah, there there definitely is a possibility. I uh, I'm just saying that uh, yeah. the chances of that happening aren't that high. And um, I I've played around with the uh, playoff machine 
uh, on ESPN as well a little bit, there actually is a chance that neither New England nor the Texans will be in the number two seed of the AFC. Because if both teams lose to the Chats and Jaguars and the Ravens beat the Browns, the Ravens have the tiebreaker over both of the teams and the Ravens jump <laughs> up to the number two seed in the AFC. So that possibility wow. still exists as well. Yeah. You know, looking at that really quick, I think that the Chargers should be the number one seed and the uh, Chiefs should be in the wild card spot looking back on it. Right, yeah, right now right now, from the strength of the team, for sure, uh, the Chargers are the better team. The problem right now is with Kansas City playing at home at Oakland. I mean, we talked about it. Oakland looks better uh, right now than at the beginning of the season, but still... I don't see Oakland coming into Arrowhead Stadium and beating the Kansas City Chiefs right now. And right. that's what has to happen in order for the Chargers yeah. to get the number one spot. Josh, I don't Josh, I don't know if you agree, but I think that if we're we're rooting for not for what Toby just said about Baltimore taking that second spot, because if Baltimore takes the second spot, then that moves uh or wait a minute, would that move the uh we would move to the fourth spot because then that means the Texans would lose. We would take the yeah. division and then we'd have to play the chargers the yeah. week. I would rather face new England or the Texans versus uh, the chargers right now. Is it because we have to be Jags fans for this weekend? Uh, you know, I mean, if you really <laughs> want it to be the, if you want it to us to win the division, I mean, if you want us to just get into the playoffs, we obviously just need to win. That's the only thing. All right, yeah, you know what? I do want to get into the playoffs. I guess winning the division, just icing on this proverbial cake. Yeah, yeah I mean, as long as New England and Texans both don't lose, then that's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> Personally, I'd like to face New England, like you said, knock them Yeah, I'd off. like to face New England again, get that redemption, you know, because I honestly yeah. think that we can beat them right now. Yeah, right. right. Right now, the Colts are a better team than New England. So. Yeah. Yeah, to the all the other playoff scenarios in the AFC, as there are a lot still in there. Um, the the closest ones right now, you already talked about it a little bit, is between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. Of course, they're going head to head, as Josh already said on Sunday Night Football. Uh, whoever wins the game will either win the division or move up to the first or second wildcard spot. Honestly. And uh, the Ravens are playing the Browns. I've already said that. And the Steelers are playing against Cincinnati. Um, in that case, the Steelers would have to beat Cincinnati, which I already said that is kind of easy right now. And oh, yeah. the Ravens, if they lose to the Browns, the Steelers are in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, that's the two most realistic moving parts in the AFC. I could see the Texans moving up to number two as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like I already said, the chances for the Patriots losing to the Jets are not really that high. And, yeah, yeah that's the three uh, scenarios that are really going on there. I, I got Char one. Charges uh, Kansas City, of course, as well. Um, if the uh, Chiefs are losing to Oakland and the Chargers – can uh, knock out that win against who are they playing again against the Broncos in the Mile High Stadium. Um, 
So, yeah, that's the AFC, basically. There are a couple of weird scenarios, like I said, with the Ravens as well, moving up to the number two spot, which can also happen. But, yeah, Josh, you had something to add there. Yeah, we're overlooking one key thing with the Ravens and Browns. The Browns are going to be looking at their first winning season since 2007. And I think that that's going to play into the factor on how they're going to play. Yeah. So I think if I'm the Ravens, you got to be wary about the Browns here because they got a lot riding on this game here more than they ever had. Yeah. So that's just something to keep an eye out for. It's yeah. Because it's yeah. also the Ravens ride or die here. I mean, if they yeah. lose, they're out. If they win, they're out. So this is why I like the AFC picture better than the NFC picture. There's just a so lot much more. more. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> so much more than ca- that can go on. And like I said, there are some wild scenarios still in there. I mean, even the Colts can jump up to the third position from number six right now. And even the Chargers, they can move up from number five to number one in that uh, conference. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot going on. It's just yeah. we'll have to wait and see what happens. The AFC is going to be fun. I think there's going to be a lot of live updates on the playoff pictures on Sunday for the AFC. With yes, all, there will be. With all the teams that can move around in that playoff picture. That's going to be fun to keep track of on Sunday. And I hope that CBS and Fox can do a good job on really making it clear to the fans out there uh, what seed their team or their rival team is right now in the playoffs. Yeah. uh, So you can really follow it. Just please don't be Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Oh, my God. Sunday night football. Yes, please don't. (laughs) <laughs> or or heck, no, don't even dare put Jason Witten on that game. He doesn't sound like he wants to be there at all. Well, he's he's Monday night football. He, I highly he luckily doubt he's Monday he, night football. Yeah, yeah. he's Monday yeah. night football. So yeah. I just want Tony Romo because he sounds the most exciting. Yes, Tony Romo yeah. is fun to listen to. You know, I didn't yeah. really think he was an amazing quarterback, but he's a very good uh, broadcaster. He very much yeah. is. Yeah, he just understands the game. Yes, oh, yeah. he does. But, yeah, that's the playoff pictures for right now, as I've said. And now we're coming to a quick segment with the news around the NFL. There's nothing much to talk there about this week. Kind of a slow week. A lot of stuff is probably coming up after week 17 again. It's always, I mean, it's the last week in the NFL. Everybody just wants either their season to be over or the playoffs to start. Everybody's concerned about that and not any player moves or something like that. But uh, last week, already two players have announced their retirement after the season, one of which is Kyle Williams, offensive lineman of the Buffalo Bills. He played in Buffalo for 13 seasons in the league, and, uh, well, at 35 years of age, um, he's deservedly (laughs) going to uh, retirement uh, as one of the best. Yeah, five-time pro baller, one of the best O-linemans in the game. Yep, and I mean, well done. Um, Buffalo is definitely gonna missing a huge piece in their offensive line coming next season. Yep. They have to find mm-hmm. a replacement there. Uh, the second retirement that was already announced uh, last week was Benjamin Watson, and I mean, as a tight end, when you're at the age of thirty-eight. Um, I mean, you can expect that. I think nobody expected him to play any yeah. longer than that. He just wanted his oh, last yeah. season to be with the Saints and Drew Brees again. I think he enjoyed his time here before he went to the Ravens, and now he went back for one season to kind of get his, 
yeah, last hurrah with the Saints. WAs with the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you can live to be thirty eight years old and play in the NFL, then you've you've lived a pretty good life, I think. Yeah. Break I mean, the tank. Yeah. Break <laughs> the tank's up next. If if you can survive uh fifteen seasons as a tight end in this league, kudos mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, kudos to <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, the other big news, or the only other big news uh, this week in the NFL, was that the Giants are not going to play uh, Odell Beckham Jr. because of his quad injury this week uh, in their game against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I mean, uh, nobody really expected Odell Beckham to play in that game, as the Giants are already out of a playoff contention for a while. So, but I mean, uh, the Cowboys still have to look out for uh or no they don't the Dallas Cowboys can't really move up or down in the standings in the playoff picture again the only thing that this game is really about is which pick do the Giants get in the draft because they probably have one of the earlier picks but yeah one question for you guys do you think that the Giants are actually trying to win this game against the Cowboys or can they actually win it without Odell Beckham Jr.? Or are they just saying, okay, uh, let's give it to the Cowboys. It doesn't matter anymore. Give us the earlier pick in the draft. Uh, I think if you're on a management level, then they would say, let's try to get this early pick, I would say. But I do believe that the that the New York Giants team does believe that they can beat the Cowboys even without OBJ. I don't think they can. Just because I I know they passed the ball really well last week, but given the fact that you know the Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams at getting at the quarterback and one of the best run stopping teams, I don't I don't think that they're really going to win this game. I think that the Giants are going to try just because you know it's an, a division rivalry game. You always like to end your season on a hot note, given how bad this season started for them. I do believe they will try to win. But I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, I, I'm kind of on the same boat, Derek. But I think it's just going to be more of a, you know, we're going to push the Cowboys to their limits because they know that they can. And, I mean, heck, I guess, like last weekend against the Colts, they uh, still managed to put, like, 27 points on the board without Odell Beckham Jr. Right. So I think that they're going to push the limits with the Cowboys, but – I think by like the fourth quarter, they're going to slow down and just say, all right, Cowboys, go ahead. We put a lead on you. Now you can either decide if you want to win it or lose it. So I think that they're going to hand it off to the Cowboys by the fourth quarter, just by the way they're going to play and uh, get that closer spot in the draft. That's right. kind of, yeah. that's how I see it. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, they are going into the game with the mentality we want to win this game for sure. But mm-hmm. I believe that they, uh, if they can't compete with the Cowboys and it's clear to them in the first half, I think after halftime they might already uh, get in the replacement crew and just finish the game. I mean, that's if they are behind by two touchdowns or something at halftime. I believe they're right. not going to go with Eli Manning or any of their older starters, at least, on the field and uh, risk any major injuries. 
in the second half. But if they're in the game and can win the game, I think they'll try and uh, get the best out of it for their fans. And I think they have a decent chance even without Odell Beckham Jr. Because, as I said, uh, the Cowboys have nothing to lose, nothing to gain in that game. So I mm -hmm. think they're going to rest a couple of their starters as well. Uh, just because yeah. they, they don't get a bye week uh, in the wild card round in the playoffs. So they actually can use the extra rest for uh, a couple of players that might have um, have some minor injuries that they are playing through, just get them a, a week of rest before the playoffs actually start. So I think the Giants actually have a chance uh, beating the uh, Giants in that game, depending on which Giants team shows up in that game. If it is the almost uh, great team that we saw last week against the Colts, or if it is a Giants team that, uh, yeah, can't really uh, complete a pass uh, right. if they want to. But, yeah, that's really all the news that we have for this week around the NFL. Like I said, nothing much going on this week, as always, between week 16 and 17. Uh, but, of course, for the last time with all the teams this season, we have our predictions for week 17 this week. And the first game up this week is between the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Derek, start us off. I think the Bills are feeling confident about their new quarterback. I don't I think at home they're going to pull off a good win. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I I agree with you Derek, but I got to give it to the Dolphins cuz throughout the remainder of the season they still kept it close with the wild card spot until they lost to the Colts. So I I got to give this one to the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I got to give it to the team that is hot right now, and that's the Buffalo Bills. I mean, uh. they, they beat the Patriots <laughs> last week. So I'm I'm riding the hype train on the Bills. They win the last game against Miami. The next game up is between the Atlanta Falcons and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, at the beginning of the season, I would have said Tampa Bay – but right now, I'll probably – I'll give this one to the Falcons just because I think the Falcons are trying to salvage something out of this season. Uh, give me the Falcons this week. Yeah, give me the Falcons as well. Well, I I'm, like I, I'm jumping off the train here. I'm going with Tampa Bay at home. Um, I just think that Tampa Bay wants to show once again what they can actually do, and Falcons are not looking that good this season. So, close one, right. but I'm giving the home field advantage to Tampa Bay. The next game up is between the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. How about them Cowboys? Give me the Cowboys this week. I'll I'll just ride the team that's a little bit better right now. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys on this one. I just think that they're probably a better team all around in comparison. Yeah, um, I mean, I've said my pick before uh, in the new segment, and I'm going with the Giants just because I think that the Cowboys are actually resting some good players just because they can't do anything uh, moving in the playoff picture at all uh, with that game depending or not depending on if they lose or 
uh, win that game. So they have nothing to gain in the game. So, yeah. Next game up is between the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Um, You know, it would have been interesting. I would have thought that, you know, this game would have been super easy if they had obviously had uh, Teddy Bridgewater playing. This is one of those games where it's like the Saints really don't care if they lose or win. The Panthers don't have their best – don't have Cam Newton. And the Panthers really can't do anything at this point to kind of ruin the Saints' season. I would just say the Saints at home are just a slightly better team with Teddy Bridgewater in even at quarterback because he's still got Sean Payton. Give me the Saints. Hey, Toby. Yep. Are, are the Saints at home? Yep. Give me the Saints. <laughs> well, I, I'm also going with the Saints here, and I believe <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> no, I, I, I would have given it to the the uh the Panthers, but the morale in that team, even with players that don't play that often, they have that mentality. We want to win th- those games. It doesn't matter yeah. who we're up against. Uh, we just win that game. So, just because of that, I'm giving it to the Saints. Mm-hmm. And the next game up is between the New York Jets and the New England Patriots. I already said earlier I'm giving it to the Jets just because I think they're going to pull this one off somehow, some way, just because the Jets have looked a little better than the Patriots have right now. Just just give me the Jets. That'll be my, my spoiler. for. You know what? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Give me the Jets. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm going with the Patriots. Um, uh, I'm, live on darn the it. He didn't complete the the spoiler alert. No, Fred. no, I I <laughs> I mean I I can't pick the uh, pick the Jets. I mean, even if the Patriots are not playing well right now, you could pick the Jets. You're just choosing not to pick the Jets. I, yeah, I could pick the Jets, but uh, I mean. It's still Bill Belichick in New England. Somehow yeah, I he's know, getting I know. that that's, team ready for the playoffs. That's always that's and, always what it is, right? Bill Belichick. Yeah, and I believe this game, actually, I believe it's going to be, uh, yeah, I believe actually it's going to be a blowout for uh, the Patriots <laughs> just because they are getting their momentum for the playoffs as they do I mean, the every Jets- Freaking year. The Jets are thinking that they can kind of spoil the the Patriots season with this with this win. If they win it, they could really toss some things up. I mean, obviously it won't knock them out of the playoffs, but it could keep You're them good. from getting that first round bye. Yeah. And home field advantage. Yeah, and home field advantage, yeah. Yeah, that's true, but I believe it's it's gonna be the same way as the last I don't know how many years. I think it's twelve years now <laughs> with yeah. the Patriots yeah. just I know. With the Patriots playing maybe an okay season just, and then all of a sudden we're in January and they look like the best team in the league. With we'll see about that. And I believe mm-hmm. that's just that their starter for the momentum in the playoffs. Yeah. But the next game up, it's an important game for you guys between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. I'm rooting for the Jags this week, but. For professional reasons, I cannot see the Jaguars beating the Texans. Give me the Texans. Uh, gosh, this is a hard one because last week 
The Eagles, who have not really been looking all that well, still beat the Texans. It only made it close because Deshaun Watson threw two late-game touchdowns to make it close. But, you know, I've never done this before, and I doubt I'll ever do it again, but give me the Jags on this one here. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'd really like to see the Jags win that game, but... Like Derek already said, professionally, I I just can't pick the Jaguars this season. So I'm going with the Texans in that game. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry again, Casey. I'm about to roast your team. But if you couldn't beat the Washington Redskins when they had a fourth-string quarterback in, please tell me how they're going to beat the Texans. Please. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. And next game up is between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Now, this one could be kind of interesting. Obviously, both of these teams are way out of it right now. But I think that, I think, honestly, the Lions could make this a game. But it's at Lambeau. I, I think that Green Bay will just find a way to end this season on a good note. Give me Green Bay. All right, is this the battle for last place in the NFC North? Yep. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You know, I think the Packers are going to do just enough to make sure that they're not last place for, like, the first time in, like, years. So I'll take the Packers at Lambeau. Actually, yeah, it's not a battle anymore because the Packers have a tie. So they are one Uh, and a half games ahead of the Lions. All right. Uh, I'll still take the Packers. So anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm also going with the Packers in that game. I just don't trust the Lions right now. And at Lambeau, usually the Packers are doing better than on the road. So, yeah. It's just, I think it's a gift for the cheese hats. So, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy the last game of the season. You're still going to be nothing third more. Yeah. Enjoy <laughs> mediocrity for the first time in years. Yeah. Yeah. And the next game between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Redskins. I've already said my piece on it. Eagles over the Redskins. Give me the Eagles. It's going to be a close one, but the Eagles are still going to win. Yeah, I'm also going with the Eagles. I think I've said it before in the playoff picture. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe the win between the Eagles and the Redskins is... A pretty sure pick this week with how the Redskins played the last couple of weeks. And the next game, also important game for the playoff picture, is between the LA Chargers and the Denver Broncos. Well, there's it always seems to be one of those times where the Chargers and the Broncos, they win at each other's stadiums. Apparently that's become a new thing. Uh, I'm still going to pick the Chargers just because the Chargers are, are a better team right now. I know the last time these two teams played, I chose the Broncos to win, and they did. But this time, I am going to go with the Chargers because Derek made it sound like he was going to go with the Broncos, copying what I did the first time they played. But no. (laughs) No, you're you're right. When Josh says it, it's apparently right because apparently when he picks these two teams, they're always right. Yeah, so I I got the – well, so, yeah, Chargers, but are they going to rest their starters? No, they can't because if, no, if in the chance that the Chiefs actually lose against Oakland, 
Yeah. They still have a chance for a bye week. All right, yeah. So, yeah, give me the Chargers because they have their starters going. If they didn't, I'd say I'd take the Broncos, but since they got Phil Rivers yeah. and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I'm yeah. also going with the Chargers because the one reason for me right now is back when they played the Chargers uh, at uh, StubHub Center, um, the Broncos still had Demarius, uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in there. So um, both of them are either hurt or not on the team anymore. So that's the big part for me why the this game, Denver is not going to win. So I'm picking the Chargers. Um, the next game up, well, the other part that is important for the AFC West is between the Oakland Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs will win this one. I think it has the potential to be a little closer than some people might think, but uh, I think the Chiefs will win this one. Give me the Chiefs. All right. Oh, boy. Why are you even thinking about this? I know, but I mean. It's I... the number one team in the <laughs> yeah. AFC versus probably the worst team in football. Just pick okay. them. Okay. Okay, okay, calm down here, sir. All right, give me the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm also going with the Chiefs. Reasoning, uh, yeah, Derek already said it basically. Um, and next game, yeah, also an important game for the playoff pictures as well. There are a lot of games that are important for the playoffs. Um, between the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. I already said that I thought that the Vikings were going to lose against the Bears. I think the Bears' defense, I know that they're going to be in Minnesota. I get that, but it's th- this time they're actually not going to be in the elements. It's going to be a fair field each way, and I think the Minnesota offense or, or the uh, Chicago offense has actually been a lot better than some people think. Give me the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Give me the Bears. Yeah. Um yeah, I've I've said it before in the playoff uh scenarios. Um I don't think Minnesota offense is that good anymore compared to last season and the Chicago defense is just dominating about every team that they face this year. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bears as well. Next game, another important game for the playoffs as about every game. Um the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. I said it earlier. I thought that the Ravens would win this game. I I still do believe that. I believe that if it was in Cleveland, I believe it might be a different story. But I think the Ravens, just with the number one defense right now, just are are figuring things out. And I think that they this game is just as important to them as anybody's. Give me the Ravens. I want the Browns in this one because I finally want to see the Browns have a winning season. And I just want to see what that has to do with anything that's going to happen in the playoff picture. So, Browns. Yeah, I I got to apologize to a couple of my buddies who are Ravens fans. But you're not. Yes, I, I'm he giving. Is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I am giving this game to the Cleveland Browns. I'm the only one that's going with conventional <laughs> wisdom here. Enough with the gauntlet. <laughs> 
it's perfectly balanced. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> but yeah, I'm also going with the Cleveland Browns here. I I'm just uh, Baker Mayfield right now with his mentality. I believe this guy wants that winning record so bad that oh, yeah. that the Browns are, so right. are are right. beating the Ravens this week. I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I'm not opposed to it. I just think that the Ravens are just a better team right now. Yeah. Yeah, and the next game up is between the San Francisco 49ers and the LA Rams. I think this could actually be a game considering, you know, San Francisco has actually figured out some form of offense. Um, I think it could be close, but I think the Rams are obviously the more talented team. They're obviously uh, in better prime position to do something. So just go ahead and uh, give me the Rams this week. I think the Rams will be fine. Really quick, yeah. if you're watching this, if you're watching this, my brother just came in and uh, he's taking my car right now. So he needs oh, okay. it. That, that, that's why I looked like I was stroking out over there. <laughs> but uh, so you were on the Rams? Yep, yeah. I'm on the Rams. 49ers, against the 49ers. Rams and Derek is yeah, give it, Rams. Yeah. Yeah, give me the Rams on that one. Yeah, I'm also going with the Rams there. Um, like I said, the 49ers are looking better the last couple of weeks, but still, no match to the Rams. So, yeah, yeah Rams in that game. Then, well, the game that decides the AFC North between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've already said the Steelers are a better team than the Bengals. Uh, obviously, Juju is going to take it upon himself to make sure that this is a really good game. Mm -hmm. Give me the Steelers. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers on this one. Yeah, I'm also going with the Steelers there. Um, I mean, when you're playing against Cincinnati, it's almost a free win right now. So, yeah. yeah. And we got the penultimate game with the Arizona Cardinals against the Seattle Seahawks. I think the Seahawks will win. I mean, I think that I know that they had struggles with the Cardinals last time, but I think I think the uh, Seahawks will be fine. Uh, just give me the uh, give me the Seahawks for this one. Yeah, I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm it's just easy pick. Yeah, I'm also going with the Seahawks at home at Central Link Field with the twelfth man behind them. They're gonna scream them to the playoffs. So I'm going with Seattle here. And now, the last game of the regular season between the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. The game that decides which of these two teams decides to go on to the playoffs. Listen, Andrew Luck, again, has never lost to the Titans as long as he's been the starter. I don't think it's going to happen this time. Give me the Colts. Colts Nation will be in the playoffs this year. Yeah, you're right, Derek. I do believe that. I do believe that Andrew Luck is going to win against the Titans. However, I am going to have all fingers and toes crossed because I'm afraid that this is going to be the game that the Titans finally say, you know what, we're not going to lose this guy. But in all fairness here, Andrew Luck and the Colts are the most perfectly balanced team in the NFL when they get everything going. So give me the Colts. Because Andrew Luck's going to make the Titans not feel so good this weekend, people. 
Great job, that's a Josh. guarantee. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also going with the Colts here. Um, I mean, uh, Tennessee right now is a mess. Um, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, Derrick Henry got going the last couple of weeks, but, I mean, show me that you can rush. Run. Yeah, show the me Colts that you can rush against the Colts. Yeah. Then we're talking again. So yeah. um, I'm yeah. going and with the Colts on that, that one. For anyone that is listening on Spotify, Josh just pulled out his large Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Yeah, Thanos Infinity Gauntlet he got for Christmas is yeah. a really cool addition. So in case anyone's listening on Spotify, that was the sound. That was the and sound was and the Josh references. Did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> If if you didn't catch on to that, uh, go watch uh, The Avengers Infinity War. Good movie. Yeah, like, I don't know if anyone's not seen that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are always people. If you haven't seen it by now, there are always people out there. You're a little behind. Yeah, there are always people out there, so just. I gotcha. gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, Uh, that's, that's how we're ending our picks for the regular season. It's been a blast with you guys. Regular season is over. Next week, we're going to see each other again for the first playoff podcast. That one's going to be fun. That will be fun. Yeah, thank you guys for you guys for joining me again. For you out there who are listening, uh, yeah, thanks for for listening. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Um, be sure to like and subscribe yeah be sure to like and subscribe follow on Spotify we really really appreciate that and yeah we hope we can see you next week or that you're joining us again but until then bye peace bye